Okay. All right, so let's learn. So we're in, uh, again, in Yaakov, the Gemara Brochus, Dalad Amid Beis. New Sugya. So again, as I mentioned many times, the, you know, one of the styles of the Gemara is that the Gemara will go from one idea to the next, and the only sort of link is the name of the Amoira. So in the previous Gemara that we learned last week, we learned about the Sugya of saying Ashrei three times. So that was a statement of Rabbi Lazar, Lazar Baravina. So that's the Gemara that continues off over here as well. So the Gemara says as follows. This is going to be an example of, of a Gemara. I, I mentioned this before. You know, when a person learns Agadita, you have to be uh, conscious of the fact that Chazal are actively trying to hide what they're talking about. So obviously what they, what they say is, is what they say, and it can be understood on a simple level, but, but there, are, there are deeper layers of what's going on that they're consciously hiding. So this is going to be one of those examples where we'll read the Gemara, we'll understand whatever, to, you know, to whatever degree, you know, to understand on the surface, but then, um, but then we'll, we'll try to relearn the Gemara, basically like in code, that the Gemara is trying to talk about something completely different, but it's uh, encoded in what the Gemara says. You'll see what I mean. Amar B'lazer Baravina. Said Rav Lazar Baravina that the way that the way the Navi describes Michal, the description about Michal, is greater than what it says about Gavriel. What is that? So it says the Gemara. When it comes to Michal, it says in Pasuk, that one of the Malachim called the Srafim flew to me. Vayoyf is like a, like a bird, like a flapping its wings and it goes. Which indicates the word vayoyf, it means one flap, one movement, and, and this malach, which the Gemara is going to identify as Michal, made his way to the destination with one swoop, one flap. When it comes to Gavriel, however, it says, that the Gavriel the Malach, it refers to him as an Ish, but the Gavriel the Malach that I saw in a vision, in the beginning, um, again, I don't know how they translated exactly how they translated in English. Moif Biaf, he fluttered with a fluttering, something like that. So the indication Moif Biaf means two, that it took two, uh, two, you know, uh, fl- flaps of the wings, whatever it is, to get to the destination. Huh? Two. We'll see in the Gemara two. Moif Biaf, that he, that he, he, he fl- fluttered with a fluttering. So that indicates two. So now the Gemara just explains. <coughs> One second, how do we know that the first pasuk v'yoyf elai echad min hasrafim is referring to Michal. The second pasuk by Gavriel says mefurish v'ish Gavriel. But how do we know the first pasuk is talking about Michal? So the Gemara says, "Om Rabbi Yochanan Asiya echad echad." So Rabbi says we have a gzera shava with the words echad. Ksiv hacha over here it says v'yoyf elai echad min hasrafim. Okay, uksiv hasam. There's another pasuk with the word echad v'hine Michal echad min hasarim harishain and ba'olaz reini. That Michal was one of the malachim that came to help me. So notice that's word echad. So you see, it's referring to Michal. Then, so going back, that's Rulazar Baravina's statement that it's greater what it says about Michal than it says by Gavriel, because by Michal, again, it describes the, the, the movement of Michal with one flap, and with Gavriel, it describes it moif biyav that he he flew with a flying, that he fl- he fluttered with a fluttering. So it indicates two. Now the Gemara quotes a brisa that uh, gives a little bit more. Says the Brayse Tana. You have a tradition as follows: Michal ba'achas. When Michal is sent on a mission to the world, he travels with one movement. Gavriel b'shtayim. Gavriel with two. That was Rabbi Lazar Baravina. 
Now the Brisa continues though, Elio Ba'arba, when Elio Novi has to travel, it's with four, four movements, and Malchamovis Bishmaina, and the Malchamovis is with eight. When it's a Shas Magefa, so then it's Bachas, and the, Shema, then, um, then the Malchamovis is, is, is with one, just like Michal is with one. So that's the Gemara. So that's the Gemara bringing out. They were talking about the, the, this movement of Malachim again, Michal Bachas, Gavriel Bashtayim. Elio with four, Malachamavis with eight, and Shasma Kefa is with one. Okay. So on a simple, again, the simple word of the Gemara, it's talking about, uh, I don't know, when Hashem sends his, his Malachim to the world, again, all these are Malachim, how many movements they have to make, the Chulu. Okay, so let's, let's put the Gemara to the side, and let's talk about something that seems to be completely unrelated, but then we'll see... Uh, a very, very important idea that we find the Pnimi Satira is reflected in this statement of the Gemara. Again, so the Gemara, what we're going to see is how, how we, we, a person can learn an Agat in such a way where it's Mamish uh, in code. You'll see what I mean. But to int- you know, I, I, was, I was struggling a little bit how to introduce this idea of Pnimi, in, in Pnimi Satira. And I find very often that uh, it's easier when things have Kalim. You know, when you have Kalim for something, it's a little bit more graspable. So. We'll, we'll learn a little bit of a sugi and halacha that I think can act as a kli to give us a little bit of a grasp of this idea in Panemius, and then and then we'll, we'll hopefully we'll try to see it back in the Gemara. Okay, but we'll, we'll get like this. Marmokah number two. So Rambam in Sefer Mitzvahs. Talking about the mitzvah of Talmud Torah for a little bit. So the Rambam says like this. In Sefer Mitzvahs, mitzvah say Yud Aleph. The Rambam is talking about the 11th mitzvah, which is the mitzvah of learning. And this is what the Rambam says. It's very simple. We'll read through it quickly. The eleventh mitzvah is to learn to learn Torah. to teach it, to learn and to teach. That's what we call Talmud Torah. Rambam Yisbarach says the Rambam. That's based on a pasuk. It says Vishinantam Lavenecha, right? Vishinantam saying Krishma Vishinantam Lavenecha. You should teach it to your children. Velashin Sifri and the Medrash famously comments Lavenecha Elo Talmidecha. That your children doesn't only mean children, it means Talmidim. And we find this throughout Tanakh, that students are called children. So Navi talks about the children of Nevi'im. It doesn't mean children, it means they're students. V'shom Ne'emar, now again, and the Medrash then explains that V'shinantam L'venecha, so again, L'venecha means Talmidim, and what does V'shinantam mean? So says the Rambam, quoting the Medrash, V'shinantam means Sh'yud Divritur Mechudadim Beficha, Shinon, the lashon of, uh, of of clarity. The the words of Torah should be sharp and, and clear in a person's mouth. In other words, kishadam shaylecha davar. If a person asks you a question, like they begamgim, like person that around, you should have enough knowledge to be able to say immediately what the answer is. So that's the meaning of vishinantam levenecha that you should have the words of Torah clear by you, and you should give it over in that way to your students. You should learn and teach. That's the uh, that's the Pasuk, that's the Rambam is saying. Ukfar Nichbal, yeah. Shane probably has to do with that, like a sharp, it probably has to do with something. You're not moving there like, what am I looking for, like the words for your mouth? Yeah, I don't know, I'm just saying, it probably has to do with the sharp, the sharp, like cutting, like uh, clarity, exact. Ukfar Nichbal, at Sivah Zebham Rabbis, and says, Rambam, we already have this mitzvah of Talmud Torah mentioned many times in Chumash. Then the Rama ends off with Nashim and Chayavispa. Women are not obligated in the midst of Talmud Torah. Mi Omri Sparach, because it's a different pasuk. It says Vulamadem. It's a mistake. Vulamadem Oisam Espenechem that you should uh, teach the words of Torah to your sons. 
From a Benechem, we live in a Seichem. And Chazalik Mark says in Kedushin, it means sons and not daughters. So you see that women are part of Talmud Torah. Okay, that's the Raman. So again, the Raman told us that there's a mitzvah of learning, which is, again, Talmud Torah. The mitzvah is, Lil Lamda, to learn and to teach. And the Pasuk, the primary Pasuk the Raman quoted for us is Vishnantam Benechem. That's the uh, Raman Sefer Mitzvah. Okay. Now, what's interesting is, is the Rambam in Hilchas Talmud Torah presents the mitzvah very differently. We'll see right away. Marmok number three. So this is the first halacha in Hilchas Talmud Torah of the Rambam. There's a number of famous, you know, oddities, I guess you can say, in how the Rambam presents the mitzvah Talmud Torah in Hilchas Talmud Torah, and we'll, we'll, we'll mention some of them. So this is the opening line of the Rambam in Hilchas Talmud Torah. It says, the Rambam, Noshem v'avodim uktanim. Oh, so that's an interesting... Okay, so the, 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 the third word of katanim is a mistake. Take that, that's an actually important. That was a bad mistake that I made. Let's take that one out because that's not supposed to be there. Nashim va'avodim va'avodim peturim talmatayra. Women and avodim are pata from talmatayra. Avokadin, but when it comes to a kadin, however, aviv chayv l'lam the tayra. The father is obligated to teach him tayra. Shenemar filmadim oisim esbenechem udaber ban. Okay, so that's what that's what the Rambam says. Now there's a number of of, of of points. Uh, first of all, again, what's the opening language of the Rambam? That women and avadim are putter from Talmud Torah, but a child, a father has to teach him Torah. Okay, so first of all, the, the way the Rambam is sort of presenting us with the mitzvah Talmud Torah right away is in the form of teaching. That's the first, the first observation you can make. It's even more than, like the first thing he says is who's putter. And he says, okay, so uh, women, are, women and, and slaves are part of from Talmud Torah. A child, a father has to teach him Torah. Okay, so the first, again, the first, uh, uh, you know, the, the first, um, you know, uh, meeting we have with Mitzvah Talmud Torah and the Rambam in Nechaz Talmud Torah is a father teaching Torah to his son, okay, which is interesting. In Sefer Mitzvah, the description was, Lil Lamda. Oh, so as I'm saying, that's, that's a, and then the Rambam number two quotes a different pasuk for what the source of the mitzvah tamatar is. Again, in Sefer Mitzvah, he quoted the pasuk Vishinantam Levanecha, and over here he switches it. The primary pasuk he quotes is So those are two subtle differences that come up in the Rambam. That again, the first the first uh, expression of Talmatira is in terms of teaching, number one. And certainly, obviously, in order to teach, you have to know, but it's to teach. And second of all, he, he switches to the Pasuk of Vilmatim Maisim Espenechem. Now, huh? It's something like that. It's a funny thing. Now, it gets even, even stranger, because a little bit later, when the Ramam then does talk about the mitzvah of learning yourself, he, even when it comes to the mitzvah of learning yourself, he says it in the language of teaching. You'll see what I mean. Marmakim number four. So the Rambam says, "Mi aviv." A person that wasn't taught uh, by their father, has to teach himself. Kishayakir when he's old enough to, to recognize. More than that, Marmokin number five. The Rambam a few halachas later, halachadalit. The Rambam is talking about uh, again this dynamic of a person learning versus their son. So the, the actual halacha and halacha in Marmokin number five. The, the halacha is not so much the focus of right now, but just the language that the Rambam uses is, is, is relevant. Says the Rambam, Hayuhu writes a little maitaira, the Yeshle ben little maitaira. If there's a conflict that he has an opportunity to learn, or his son has an opportunity to learn, we're talking about like, you know, going to yeshiva, you're not just like for five minutes now, we're talking about like a significant period of time. 
So the Rambam says, who kaid muvnoi? So you come first. But if your son, if the son is, is smarter and brighter and is probably going to be more matzliach than the father, then the son comes first. Now, okay, that's the halach. It's based on a Gemara in Kedushin. Again, that, that, that halach is not so... In, we're not focusing on that right now. But then the Ram continues. Now, even though in that situation the son is being sent to yeshiva, not the father, that doesn't mean the father doesn't, shouldn't learn. Sheikh Hashem says, and this is the interesting Galashen, because just like there's a mitzvah to teach your son, so too there's a mitzvah to teach yourself. So it's like a, first of all, the description of teaching yourself is a funny language. I mean, you, to learn, I don't know. To teach yourself is a funny thing. And that just like there's a mitzvah to teach your son, so too there's a mitzvah to teach yourself. So again, the whole presentation of Vilchas Tamatoyer over here, at least in the first few prokim, is oriented towards teaching. The first thing is teaching a son, teaching Talmidim, and even when it comes to yourself, the language is teaching yourself. And the Ram says, like, eh, just like there's a mitzvah to teach your son, so too there's a mitzvah to teach yourself, number one. Number two, the pasuk that the Rambam uses which again, which again, that is different than Sefer Mitzvahs. In Sefer Mitzvahs, it was Lil to learn and to teach. That's an order that sort of makes sense. First you learn, and then you teach. And that, that's, uh, the order of it makes sense, and just, I, you know, it's, it's, you know it, conceptually, it also makes sense. So that's, that's number one shift. And number two, the Pasuk, again, in Sefer Mitzvahs, it was Vishinantam Venecha, and the Pasuk that the Rambam, again, in Hilchas focuses on, is Now, more than that, and this is where, where my typo you know, comes in. But if you take a look, going back to Maramokka number three, the, 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 even within the, the subtlety of the Rambam, there's something very strange. I'm going to point this out. Again, the Rambam's language was, Noshem v'avodim petur Again, women and avodim are pata from Talmud Torah. but a child, what should the, 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 ne- the, the next sentence be? Again, the, what, the, what's the flow? Women, you know, Nashim and Ketan, Nashim and Avadim are Pater, but Ketanim are Chayef. That's what, that's the flow. But the Ram doesn't say that. The Ramam sort of almost says it, but he stops short. What does he say? Avokadim, Aviv Chayef Lalam the father has to teach him Torah. So it's interesting. If you take a look, in, uh, you don't have this in front of you, but in the Shulchan Archerah, for example, so the Shulchan Archerah in Hilchas Torah sort of reworked the halachas. He doesn't just follow the Shulchan Aruch. So over there, the Shulchan Aruch Harav sort of paraphrases the Rambam, but, you know, makes it a little bit more, probably, I would say, more posh. What the, what the Shulchan Aruch Harav says is as follows. Again, you don't have this inside, but what he says is basically like this. I'm paraphrasing. Nashim, he says, Nashim avanim akatanim. All of them are part of Talmud Torah. And even though a kadin is potter, the father has to teach him Torah. Now that, that's a model that makes sense. And others, the kadin is potter, he's potter from all of, uh, you know, every mitzvah that ch- children are potter in. But no, but there's certain obligations that parents have to their children. A parent is mechayiv to give a brismila to a child, pidna ben, so he's mechayiv to teach him Torah too. But it's the chayiv of the father's, uh, the father's mechayiv to do that. The language of the Rambam is, it's very funny. Again, the Rambam ends up saying, of is chayiv, that the father is the one that's chayiv. But the fact that he comes off of women and avodim are pater, but a cotton, you know, it, the indication is, but a cotton is chayev, and then he switches it to the father being chayev. So how do we, how do we understand this? Okay. So here's the idea. Here's the idea. In Pnimis Atar, we find the following idea. There are two, 
Whenever you're dealing with, here, let, let me give you a marshal. Whenever you're dealing with something, there's always two ways to approach that something. There's chopping the thing itself, and then there's not chopping the thing itself, but knowing its effects. So for example, um, if I'm walking down the street, and I, you know, the, I've given this before, I walk down the street and I see the bushes rustle. So I don't know what's there, but I see its effects. I know that there's something there, but I don't know what it is. There's, there's, and, and there's two, and, and these are two different ways to approach, to, to experience reality. Sometimes you chap the thing, and sometimes you chap the bechina of the thing, the aspect of something, its effects, what it, how, how it, how it uh, changes things. If I see, if I'm walking down, you know, by a pond, and I see, you know, ripples uh, running through the pond. So I, I don't know what caused, I didn't see the thing that caused the ripples. I could probably estimate what it was, and if I, you know, if I had really good eyes and, you know, like, uh, you know, with a camera or whatever it is, I could maybe see the shape of the thing as it, you know, was swallowed up by the pond. But there's always two separate things. There's two, there's two ways the Rabbani Shalom allows us to experience reality. There's the thing itself that we can experience, and then there's the ha'ara, the emanation, the... Uh, effect of the bechina of the 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 um, how that thing affects the environment around it, but not necessarily the thing itself. In in the in Pnimis Atayr in 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 the Sefer Kabbalah, this is described as the difference between chachma and bina. The concept of a person has like the mayich of chachma. A person's like zaychet chachma. Like for example, in the Sfarim, we find that during the six days of the week. B'derach Klal, our, our relationship with the Rabbani Shalom is called Bina. And on Shabbos is called Chachma. What's the difference between Chachma and Bina? Chachma means the ability to grasp the thing itself. Bina means I don't chop the thing itself, but I can figure out its effects. I, could fi- I can learn about it. I can learn about it, but the thing itself I don't fully grasp. The thing itself is beyond me. Um, another way of describing that and we'll see in a second, the reason why I'm giving this description, you'll see in a second in the Maramakim of, of Lakut Meran, where he uses this particular language, is Rabbi Nachman will, will, very often uses this idea, and he describes it as follows, that when you're dealing with Chachma, which is the ability to grasp the thing itself, that's called an Armakif, that's called a, that's called a surrounding light. A surrounding light, is, or is, Chachma is connected to what's called an Armakif. Whereas, whereas Bina is called an Arpanimian inner light. An inner light means not the thing itself, it's derivative, it's context, uh, what it, how it affects my life and things like that. But the thing itself, that's called a makiv. Uh, now, when it comes to Torah, that, 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 that's, that's an idea. And as the Rabbana Shalom created reality in such a way where he allows us to experience reality in these two ways. There could be, there's a Chachma way of, of experiencing things, there's a our makiftik way of experiencing things, and then there's an arpnimi or a binatik way of experiencing things. That's true with all reality, and it's particularly true with Tyra itself. Tyra itself also has this quality. There's such a thing as a person whose objective is just to try to figure out like what does the Tyra tell me to my life? Like, what like what does it mean? Like what am I supposed to be doing? Like when a per, again, this is the example I, I you know, I, we, we speak about this all the time. You know, a person can learn can learn Hilchasitzis, a person can learn about uh, Tzitzis, and there could be a Bina way of approaching it, 
Or there could be a chachmatic way of approaching it. A binatika mindset is, is that I, I just want to know what I need to know. Like, tell me how mitzvah tzitzis affects my life. Just tell me the ripples. Let me know what the ripple effect is of that mitzvah tzitzis. Tell me something that I can, I could sink my teeth into, and I could, you know, hold it, and, and you know, tell me how many knots it's supposed to have. V'chulu, v'chulu. That's, that's a bina orientation towards the mitzvah tzitzis in particular, as an example. The goal of that, the, the, the person's goal is never to, he's not even trying to experience what tzitzis is, be'etzem, in elokus, in divinity, in, in ruchnius. Because again, I'm, I'm taking this for granted, we all are on the same page over here, that mitzvahs fundamentally are much more than just rules and regulations. There's a mitzvahs. There's a mitzvahs to Tyra. When the Rabbanu Shalom gave us Tyra, so this says in Pasek, like every single diva that came out of Hashem's mouth, the whole world became full of besamim. Right and parch nishmasam. There's, there's, there's a, every mitzvah is a mitzvah, but the difference is, is that there's a mitzvah to what Torah is, and then there's its effects on a person's life. So there's the mitzvah of tzitzis be'etzem, and then there's besides what tzitzis is, there's how it affects my life, which is I gotta go to the store, get a pair of tzitzis, make sure it's kosher. So when a there, there's so not only does every mitzvah or every piece of Torah exist. Uh, every piece of Torah and every mitzvah sort of has the possibility of being engaged with a chachma goal or a bina goal. If your goal is bina, then there's a certain model that you have to approach in order to accomplish that. If your goal is chachma, that's altogether a different model. So when a person is trying to engage in reality with a bina dika model, you're just trying to learn what you know? Just, just tell me what I need to know in terms of how it affects my life. What sitzis is? It's beyond me. It's above me. I'm not interested. Whatever the cheshbon is, tell me what it means in my life. Give me the arpanimi of it. Give me the thing that affects my kalim. How it affects my life. That's a orientation that the Ramam and Sefer Mitzvahs is talking about. We know B'derach Klal. I've mentioned this this idea before in other shirim or Sefer Mitzvahs shirim that the, very often we find differences in, in subtlety between how the Rambam presents a mitzvah and Sefer Mitzvahs versus in, in Yana Chazaka. And one of, the one of the fundamental ways to learn it is that Sefer Mitzvahs is, it was a Sefer that was written more for the Hamoinam. It was written in Arabic, whereas, whereas Mishnah Torah was written in Hebrew. Sefer Mitzvahs is always trying to present whatever the mitzvah is in a more down-to-earth way, in a more... Amcha Beis Yisrael Deke mentality. Whereas when it comes to Mishnah Torah, he's trying to give you a more uh, deeper way of engaging with that idea. So in, Mishnah, in Sefer HaMitzvah, the Ramam is talking about what, is, what does it mean, Talmud Torah, when I'm, when I'm engaging with it in a way of Bina. And over there, the mitzvah is based on the Pasuk of Yishinantan Lovenecha, I should know the halacha, I should have clarity of what the halacha is, I'm, you know, a person asks me, Shabbat Hilchah Sitzis, I should know how to answer. And over there, with the, 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 the mitzvah, the orientation is very simple. I have to learn it, learn it myself, and then I share with others. That's a simple approach. But that's all, again, when the goal and the mindset, the framework is all bina. When it comes to chachma, however, when the person is, is trying not just to learn, not just to experience the ripple effects, but to actually chap the thing itself, that's a whole different avayda. And what is that? So take a look at Maramukha number nine. Let's go all the way to the bottom. Maramukha number nine. There's a piece from the Kutmaran in uh, Tinyana Zion. It's part of a long tire, but just 
one little piece. So he said, the, whole, the Torah over there in Zion, he, he talks about a lot of inyanim, but over there, the previous couple paragraphs, he was talking about the inyan of teaching Torah, of how important it is to, to teach Torah, to share Yiddishkeit with others. Now, the, the Rabbi Nachman over there, by the way, goes out of his way to make a point that he's not just talking about rabbis and mechanchem or whatever. He's talking about every year. You talk to a chavr, you talk to your family about Yiddishkeit, that's called cool, that you're being mashpia. And he's talking about the Indian of being mashpia. And this is Rabbi Nachman says, through, through speaking to another Yid about Yiddishkeit, with the intention of being mashpia, of sharing your knowledge with that Yid, the Yerushalayim, and to, uh, to give him Yerushalayim, and as to lalame, to, 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 to teach, ulaham talmidim, and basically to produce talmidim, that is the way in which you will be zaycha to the surrounding light, which again is, is synonymous with chachma. In order, in other words, in order for you to grasp the thing itself, you have to, you have to, the primary idea is to teach to others. Now he explains, the Hainu. When you share with others, then you are zaycha to that quality that's called chachma, which until now you were not able to grasp. And he explains, Because when you speak to other people, and you share the knowledge that you have, means that you're emptying out what your brain had until now, this is like the, the way he's describing it. It's almost like your brain is full with whatever madrega it is right now, and you're emptying out your head by pouring it into someone else's head. Now there's more room in your head for the higher madrega. You're unloading your own head into someone else, and now you could, you could download a higher madrega. Now what's, let me explain what he's talking about over here. So, so this relationship of Chachma and Bina. So again, I described that there's a concept that Chachma means the thing itself. Bina means its derivatives. Now, he, here's the idea. In Pnei Satar, we have the following concept. When you have Rebbe Talmud, a Rebbe Talmud relationship, every Rebbe vis-a-vis a Talmud, whenever Rebbe is giving over information, all he's giving over is the Bina. That's what he's giving over, right? When a Rebbe is giving over Hilchas Tzitzis, all, all he could talk about and all he's able to give over is what the, it, are the ripple effects. He's able to give over the Bina. In, in, and, and, and now, now in, in Pius Atari, here's the idea, is that when the Rebbe gives over, when the Rebbe himself, here, here's the idea, that's not, just a, that's not just a coincidence. The fact that the, that the Rebbe, that a Talmud by his very definition, vis-a-vis the Rebbe, always receives the Bina, is not a coincidence. It means that conceptually, a, a, the, the, a, a, Bina, a Bina way of... A Bina is be'etzem, the consciousness of the Talmud. Notice the, when you compare Rebbe to Talmud, that relationship, again, it's an event, you know, everyone's a Talmud from someone and a Rebbe to someone, but in concept, Rebbe versus Talmud, this is where I told you it's, it's a little bit, I'm, I'm trying to find the right words. The concept of Rebbe versus Talmud, fundamentally a Rebbe 
should have the Meichen of Chachma. That's what a Rebbe is supposed to have. And a Talmud is supposed to have Meichen of Bina. When a person has the Meichen of, when a person wants to be, therefore, if a person wants to be Zaych to the Meichen of Chachma, then you have to become a Rebbe. In order to be, in order to be Zaych to Chachma, it means that the Meichen of Bina that you have had until now, you have to realize that that information that's called Bina was not yours, that was your Talmud's knowledge that you were just preparing to give over. When you automatically, as a, the, 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 the idea is like this, once it's Chal on you, let's put, make Lambdashu terminology, once you have a Chalay Shem Revi, that's how you're Zaychet the Meichen of Chachma. If you're called a Chalay Shem Talmud, then you have Bina. If a person is therefore, if you therefore want to upgrade yourself to get Chachma, then what do you have to do? You have to make yourself a Chalay Shem Rabbi. How do you make yourself a Chalay Shem Rabbi? By teaching someone. Because when you're, and, and what does that mean? That means that once, it means that, that fundamentally the Meichen of, of Bina is, is something that's, that, that, that is, that, that's a Torah, that's an idea, that's an orientation, that's Roy for a Talmud, not Roy for a Rabbi. And when a person becomes a Rebbe, it means that all the knowledge that he was learning until that point that was Bina-oriented, it wasn't his knowledge. He was just preparing a shear. That's what he was doing. He was preparing the Torah of his Talmud's Torah. That's all he was doing. And then when he shares it over, then he's able to actually experience the Torah that is, that is proper to him, which is Chachma. So again, that's what Rabbi Nachman is saying over here, that in order to experience Chachma, you have to empty out your Bina into a Talmud. That's not just like, okay, what does it mean? So it's like, uh, now my brain is empty. Uh, it, it, it's fundamental. It's because the, the Meichen of Bina is fundamentally a Meichen that's a Talmudic Meichen. Whereas Chachma is a Meichen which is fundamentally a Rebidic Meichen. So whenever a person is, if you're interested in the Meichen of, of Chachma, then what do you have to do? You have no choice but to learn the information. You have to learn Hilchatzitzis. You have to learn about having knots and strings, which is a Bina experience. But when you learn it for the purposes of finding a Talmud to share that with, then that means that what you're doing is, you're not just trying to find Bina. You're trying to eventually get the Chachma. It's just the way to get the Chachma is to find a Talmud to share Bina with. So what you're doing when you're learning information in a Bina way is that really what you're doing is, I'm just learning, I'm, I'm trying to learn the Torah of my Talmidim. Because they don't know, I have, to, I have to share with them. So I am, what I'm doing right now is that I am, I am learning the Talmud Torah of my Talmud, and when I, when I you know, know it well enough, I'll be able to actually pour it out from me into him, because really it was his Torah. That's his Meichen. And when I give him his Bina, then at the same time, I am now the Rebbe, and I'll be Zaychet my Chachma. This is the way of Talmud Torah that the Ramam is describing in Hilchas Talmud Torah. Again, in, in Sefer Mitzvahs, he's talking about where your whole goal is just tell me what, tell me how to, tell me how to put on tzitzis. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Tell me what to put on tzitzis. Okay, so if that's what you want to know, then the Pasuk says, Vishnantol Venecha, you should know it thoroughly, know it well, you can know it inside and out, and, and the mitzvah is to learn it and to teach it. What comes first? Obviously, your own knowledge. Uh, what else is there? But comes Hilchas Talmud Torah, the Ramah says, no, over there the Ramah is, 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 is 
talking to someone that's interested in not just knowing how, what Hilchah Tzitzis are and how Tzitzis affect your life. We're talking to someone that wants to have what Tzitzis are bad, what's the Metzias of Tzitzis. Now, there's nothing you can do to grab that Metzias of Tzitzis. All you can do is learn the Halachas of Tzitzis. But you can engage in that exercise of learning Halachas of Tzitzis in two different ways. Either I'm just learning the Halachas of Tzitzis because that's what I want to know. That's Sefer Mitzvah, though. Or I'm learning Hilchas Tzitzis with the mindset of preparing that information to give over to my Talmidim. Because, because I'm, 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 I'm acknowledging from the very beginning that my entire knowledge of Hilcha Sitzis, of the practical effects that Sitzis has on my life, that's Be'etzma Talmud Dekemoichem. It's a Bina Dekemoichem, which is fundamentally a Talmud. So I have no choice but to be Isaac in that. I've got to start somewhere. But when I'm learning that, I'm learning that with the mindset of that all I'm doing is really preparing the Torah of my Talmidim. And when I am able to give it over, of course I'm going to give it over because it was their Torah to begin with. And now that I'm giving over Bina to my Talmud, now at the same moment I'm becoming a Rebbe and I'm Zeichet HaChachma. Therefore the Rambam and Hilchas Talmud Torah presents the mitzvah of Talmud Torah initially as a mitzvah of teaching. But the Rambam, interestingly enough, presents the mitzvah as a teaching, but I'm sort of at the same time fulfilling someone else's Talmud Torah in that process. What the Rambam said, the Rambam said that, again, uh, Nashim and Avadim are part of from Talmud Torah, but a cotton, the father's chayv to teach him. So he said, well, whose mitzvah is it? Is it the cotton's mitzvah? That's what it starts off indicating. Their potter, but the cotton is, but he doesn't fear the fear us. So then, then he's, but the father is teaching him. So what's going on? The answer is, the concept of teaching Torah in the way of the of Hilchas Talmud Torah is, is that whenever you're learning with that idea of giving over, what you are preparing, what you're learning is the Talmud Torah of your Talmidim. It's your Talmud's Torah that you are, that you are preparing for him. And you are just getting it ready to then give over what's rightfully his. And that process itself of preparing and giving over to your Talmud what's rightfully his is exactly at the same moment preparing you to receive what's rightfully yours, which is Chachma. This is why the Ramam switches to the Pasuk of Why? What's the difference? So you don't have this in front of you, but if you go in Chumash and you look at the differences between those two Pesukim, Vishinantem versus Vilmadatem, the context is very different. Give an example. The, in the Pasuk of Vishinantem, which we say in Krishma, so it, it's talking about, uh, you know, whatever, and then it talks about Vishinantem Venecha, and then it moves into, into physical mitzvahs, and so on. No, so that's Vishinantem. That's Vishinantem. It's a double, it's a so we'll see this. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see what I mean, though. When it comes to v'lumata ma'is mespenechem, it's a, it's in parshas eight. It's it's v'hayim shemaya. So over there, the pasuk says like this. Over there, the difference is is that it talks about teaching, learning, and teaching whatever v'lumata ma'isam. Right after, it talks about physical mitzvahs. V'samta mister. This is the context. V'samta mister v'ray ela alav avcha v'anavshechem. Take these words and put it on your arm and on your head. That's the tefillin, right? 
In other words, Vilmadim Aismas Benechem is referring to something tangible, the, the thing itself. When it says in Pasuk, that's not the, that, 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 that's the thing itself. It's talking about the parsh of the parshies. Like you write it on the cloth. You know I mean? That, that, that's the thing itself. The thing itself, tie it on your arm and put it on your head. And to that, and in that context, the Pasuk is Vilmadim Aismas Benechem. So Vilmanta mean is a mitzvah that's referring not just the, the effects of Tyra, the concept, you know, how it affects my life. It's talking about the thing itself. It, again, it's building off of the previous Pasuk, which is talking about putting on tefillin, which is certainly talking about in a very tangible way, the thing itself. The, this, the Pasuk, the, these parshas, these letters, these words, mamish, take these words and literally put it on your arm and put it on your head. And then when it moves into the concept of learning, it's also uh, along those same lines. The thing itself, learn it, understand it. That's a chachma, that's a chachma description. Whereas the Pasuk of Vishinantam Levanecha, that's a Pasuk that's, that's after Vishinantam Levanecha, then it says, Ukshartam Lois. So when it says Vishnant Levanecha, it's not yet, there's no indication that it's talking about the chefs of the, the mitzvahs of Torah itself. It's, uh, that could be talking about the ideas of Torah, the, how it affects your life, the ripple effects of it. But the thing itself, when you're dealing with a mitzvah, you're dealing with, on a physical level, uh, again, we're to, uh, in Torah we're talking about a, a concept spiritually and by mitzvahs we're talking about physically, but the idea is when it comes to physical mitzvahs, Whatever is being described of Ukshartam, what is it talking about? Tying what? Not the, the ripple effects, not an idea. It's the thing itself, the, 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 the Zach itself. It's a Chachma orientation physically. So the, from there also, take a look further. You'll see what I mean. In, in Marmokka number six, in the third parak, see, in Hilchas Tamatar, because of this, there's, there's, there's a parak in Hilchas Tamatar where the Ramam is sort of like, I don't know, thing, things like change. There's a shift in the Ramam's language. The third parak. The third paragraph of Ilchas Tamatar, that's where he talks about the thing that's called Keser, to the crown of Tyre. It's like, what? Is, and it's Mamish out of nowhere. What's everyone talking about? It's mean the crown of Tyre. Take a look, Marmokka number six. You'll see, you'll, we'll see it together. Again, just very quickly. In the beginning of Yisrael. There are three crowns the Jewish people were crowned with Keser Tyre, Keser Kahuna, Keser Malchus. These three things. The Ramah says, Keser Kahuna, the crown of Kahuna, Zachabai Aaron, Aaron has that. And so on. The end of the line, Kesser Malchus, who is the king, Sazacha by David, and so on. Uh, second to last line, Kesser Tyra, who has the crown of Tyra? It's set aside, any Jew can acquire that. What's the Ramam talking about? What's the Ram talking about? What, what is this inning of Kesser Tyra? The answer is what the Rabbim is now describing is, okay, so now you've gone through the first three prakim, and you've been oriented towards teaching Torah, and you've mm-hmm. learned in order to teach. When you've been learning, you've been learning your Talmud's Torah, and now you've found your Talmud, and you taught him. The Rabbim is now beginning to describe the Meichen of Chachma. He's describing what it means to acquire the Torah itself. That's the orientation the whole Hilchas Talmud Torah has been about. In the beginning of Hilchas Tamatari, he's talking about practically what to do in order to get to this madrega. Now he's beginning to describe the madrega itself. What does that mean that a person actually chops and acquires the thing itself that's called Tara? Says the Ram, that's called Keset, that's called a crown, that's called the thing itself. Like the Ram's language is, like based on the Pasuk, Tara Tzivalana Maisha, Meirash Kilosiakov, Tara is an inheritance. A Meirash means something that you got, it's something that you own, it's a thing, it's not just an idea that you live by, it's something that you own. 
The Rambam is describing Torah in this parak, in this halacha, as if it's like an object that you actually can put in your pocket. Because that's what he's talking about over here. The whole, the whole Hilchas Tamat Torah was, was oriented towards this, 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 this goal of being able to say that I have Torah. How do you get there? Okay, so you have to first empty out your Bina to, give, to make room for your Chachma. But once you do that, then, no, then, uh, then now you can be Zaycha to, to the Torah itself. And that's what it means, a Keser Torah. And, and, and by the way, it's in this context that the Rambam in Halachas, in, in Marmokka number 7, in, in right a couple halachas later in, in that parak of Keser Torah, now the Rambam begins to compare and contrast the mitzvah of Talmud Torah with other mitzvahs. And the Rambam over here, it's only over here in this context where the Rambam talks about how amazing and how amazing Talmud Torah is. The Rambam says again, Ein l'cha mitzvah b'kola mitzvah kul and shishkul k'nega Talmud Torah. Talmud Torah is, uh, is the highest thing. El Talmud Torah k'nega kola mitzvah kulan shatal mevli de maisa. Torah brings to every other mitzvah. So why, why is, why, that halacha the Ramah just said, that Talmud Torah is greater than everything else, and therefore if you have a choice, you should learn before the mitzvahs and so on. Why did the Ramah wait till Parag Gimel to say that? Okay, it's, it's, it's a fundamental halacha to know. Nilchus Talmud Torah, the Talmud Torah is the greatest mitzvah. Like why? The answer is, is because what makes Talmud Torah the greatest mitzvah is, is this Nakuda, is that every other mitzvah is you're engaging with its effects on your life. Talmud Torah, you can finally grasp the thing itself if you're able to. And so that's what makes Talmud Torah, that, that, that's what makes Talmud Torah great, is that it's, it's a chach, it's, it's of, all, of, of all mitzvahs, of the, the way in which a person can be zaycha to experience any mitzvah in its truest form is through the Talmud Torah of that mitzvah. <clears throat> The Raman goes on. Okay, the Raman Halacha Eight, Marmokah Number Eight, then also explains also Mishnah So Leva Lekayim Mitzvah Zukaroi. If a person wants to fulfill this mitzvah properly with Talmud Torah, he is Muhtar Bekesa Torah and to be crowned by it. So the Raman doesn't even describe what to do. A person has to be. A person shouldn't be distracted by other things. Don't expect to acquire with other things. Like he never describes what. You know what to actually do to acquire it. You know what I mean? But because again, we're, we're talking about Torah means the Torah itself, and that's not something that you can ever really describe. But it's it's the thing itself. Again, it's the meichen of chachma that you have to empty your mind out from bina in order to make room for it, and then it comes. You can what the Ram is telling telling us is is there's stuff that you can do to mess it up. You can mess it up by by uh, not 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 being. By by being mesiach das, by focusing on other things, by tr- being interested in, in money, you can sort of block chachma from coming. But as long as you don't block it, it's coming anyway. You just have to make room for it. That's what the Rambam is really describing. You make room for it, and the chachma will come. Just don't stand in its way. How do I stand in its way? Well, one way is to stick with bina, not to share my Torah with talmidim. But again, that's what the first three three prakim of Ilchas Talmud Torah was about. Was the mitzvah of, 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 of teaching Torah. So the whole inyan of the first three prakim is to, is to tell you, listen, you, event, you want to get the Kesat Torah. This is the process. You have to learn Torah, when, but when you're learning it, you have to learn it in a way of, of realizing that what you're learning is your Talmud's Torah. And then when you share with your Talmud, then you'll become the Rebbe and you'll get Chachma. So that's that the idea. Huh? No. So that's, it doesn't have to actually be a Talmud, but it has to be... Say it again. He says, 
exactly. That's going back. So when you're when you you could also be a Talmud. You could also be a Talmud. And the, the, in, in Atsvi, that's where, if you take a look in the Kutmaran over there, Rabbi Nachman makes a point a number of times to make this idea that it doesn't have to be a formal Talmud. He even says to teach yourself to be mashpia, to be mindful of other people. When you're learning, uh, it should be, be mezak other people. Any time that it's a lalami dika experience, it means that what you're, any bina that you're learning, because again, that's the idea, whatever it is that you're learning is automatically going to be a bina. It's automatically going to be a bina because the thing itself has to just be given to you. When you're learning something, it means something practical. It means something tangible. It's more, it's more bina. So automatically when you're learning it, you have to be thinking that this is really my Talmud's Torah. And, and, and in that context, then you're putting yourself as a Rebbe and then you'll be Zaycha to Chachm in that context. Mm-hmm. To, to talk it out. Yeah, so even for the person himself, right, right exactly. Talia, that itself is Mavar, right. I mean, you can't, you don't assume that you're going to have wealth and covered in Torah all the, meaning, uh, you know, at the same time. The, the idea is don't, again, the, the point is not, that, my point is just to, in, just to show that the Ram is never describing what to do to actually get Kesatari. He's telling you what to do not to mess it up. Right. Don't mess it up. Don't get in its way. Don't uh, be distracted by other things. Don't hold. Because the thing itself, again, you, you, there's nothing you can do to acquire Chachma. You have to be given Chachma. But the way to do it is making room for Chachma. How do you make room for Chachma? By being Isaac and Bina, but recognizing that what you're being Isaac and Bina is not yours. It's your Talmud's. And automatically, when you teach, you're automatically a Rebbe. Like, how does a person become a Rebbe? There's nothing you could do to be a Rebbe. Like, automatically, you're a Rebbe if you teach. That, that's the way it goes. That's what it means, Chachman. Let's go all the way back to the Gemara and Brachas. If you remember, that's where we're holding over here. Yeah. So, what's the Gemara talking about? Very quickly. Gav- Michal versus Gavriel. Michal ba'achas, Gavriel b'shtayim. Michal and Gavriel, Malachim, very much big hits are. Malachim, in this context, represent concepts and, and, and sort of uh, systems that the Rabbanishim created in reality itself. Michal, in this context, represents the concept of engaging with reality in a Chachma mindset. And Gavriel means the concept of Bina itself, of engaging with reality in a Bina mindset. Michal was, or, was oriented towards, towards Mayim. The Gemara says in a few places, Mayim is the right side, that's Chachma. Gavriel is Eish, Eish is the left, that's Bina. Michal ba'achas. Ma'ashenk and Gavriel b'shtayim. Let me explain. Gavriel b'shtayim. Gavriel is two flutterings, right? The language of the Pasuk was, Mo'ayf be'av. Gavriel flutters with a fluttering. Flutters with a, with a fluttering. Uh, I think I'm explaining, you know, I think that's probably how English translates it, something like that. The indication is, is that Gavriel on his own can't do it. There's something, there's, there's, he's fluttering from a fluttering. The, the, the indication is that what's being described with that is not the thing itself, the derivative of the thing itself. There is a fluttering that Gavriel does, which is coming from a fluttering. Ma'if biyav. Whereas Michal is vayav. Michal itself is the fluttering. Michal therefore represents, the, what the Gemara is establishing is that there are these two orientations in reality. There is something that's called Chachma, that's called Michal, and Chachma means the thing itself, that's it, it is what it is. Whereas Gavriel represents Bina, Bina always means, not the thing itself, it means something that is 
an extension of the thing, a derivative of the thing, because of the thing. Ma'if biyaf. That's Michal versus Gavriel. Now, once you have Michal versus Gavriel in concept, Chachma versus Bina, then the next two stages of Elio and the Malach HaMoves are taking these ideas and, and expressing them in terms of engaging with Yiddishkeit. Michal and Gavriel are the Malachim that represent ideas, Chachma and Bina. And now the question is, what does that mean in terms of our Yiddishkeit? Yiddishkeit is always is connected with Hashem's name. How many letters in Hashem? Yud Kivavke, that's the Anoich Hashem Lekecha. Yud Kivavke is four. So Elio Ba'arba and Malchamovis B'Shmoina. The four of Elio Novi, Elio Novi is the one, you know, you know he, he always represents having the answers, right? Teku, right? What does Teku stand for? Tishbi Yitaras Kishis Like whatever the problem is, don't worry, Elio is going to come. That's a that that's that's a pure chachma dika dika inyan. When you're in the world of bina, then you don't necessarily have all the answers. Bina means I don't have the answers. It means I'm trying to figure it out. I'm grappling with it. I don't th- I don't see the thing itself. I see its effects, but uh, that means that I don't fully grasp. It. If I don't, if I until the moment comes where I can grasp the thing itself, it means there's always fakus. It means there's always doubts. I'm not sure what the thing is. What does it look like? 100%. It's all, it's all estimations. Bina always means that you're estimating. And you're never, you're not holding the thing in your pocket. Right? This is why I've mentioned this a number of times as well. The difference between, let's say, the Rishayim and the Achorinim. So what? The Rashi was smarter than the Vilna Goyen. It's, it's a matter of brain. Rashi, Rishayim versus Achorinim, relatively speaking, Rishayim was Chachma and Achorinim are Bina. Achrayinim are always trying to, it's an estimation of what, what the Gemara is saying. But the Rishonim, it was the Metzias, they saw it, it was clear to them. When the, so Elio Hanavi, that's why Elio Hanavi is always alive. When you're dealing with, what, what, why, is, why is it there's something that's called mortality? Where does mortality come from? Mortality comes because everything doesn't have its own Metzias. It's a derivative, it's an extension <laughs> of. Why am I like the Rambam says that the opening line of of, of Mishnah Torah is that the the, the 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 most fundamental thing to know is that there's one that there's there's an existence that's called the Rabbanu Shloim and the and the Rambam says the the Shloim's existence doesn't depend on anything else. Whenever you have something that is a, a, a binadik, automatically it's a matter of time until it falls apart because it doesn't have doesn't have its own kiyum. It's, it itself is just a derivative of something else. The thing itself that exists. What Elio Novi is the symbol of a Yiddishkeit, which is pure Chachma. It's a Yiddishkeit that it's shining through and through of what the thing is. Therefore, it doesn't have any doubt. There's no Sveikis. It's absolutely whole and complete, and it lives forever. We, that's why, so therefore, Elio Novi is Ba'arba. Four is a number that, that is Yiddishkeit. That's the name of Hashem. That's a, how we approach a Yiddishkeit. But it's Yiddishkeit that's pure. It's four. It, it's a Michal. You take the concept of Michal, which is Achas, and you, you apply that to Yiddishkeit. That's El Yoba Arba. Whereas Malchamovis is Bishmoina. It's the same four, which is Yiddishkeit, of Yudke Vavke, but each one of the Yudke Vavke is itself a derivative of itself. It's, the, it's applying Gavriel Bishtayim to Yiddishkeit. It's a Binatika Yiddishkeit. And because it's a Binatika Yiddishkeit, it's automatically, it's automatically something that's, that's, that's not forever. It's automatically mortal. That's what Malachamavis is. And it's fundamentally, therefore, full of doubt. 
That's why the Gemara says the one thing that no one knows is, uh, is when their time comes. It's fundamentally that you can know everything in the world, but that you don't know. That why is that? What Sama Kirvanishum's just like, you know, wants to make us crazy. It's because that's fundamentally what Misa is. Misa means that you're in Bina, that there's a Maikhan of Bina at the end of the day, which automatically means uncertainty. It automatically is uncertainty. That's why, you know, that, that's why Bina, that, that's why Mal, the Malachamavis, the Gemara says it's stories like this, right? That a person's, while a person's learning, the Malachamavis can't be Shilat. It's because Torah learning the Etzem, again, the way it's supposed to be, which is Chachma, so the Malachamavis has no Shlita. Automatically, uh, Chachma trumps Bina. Huh? So eight means, again, it's four and times two. In other words, Michol Ba'achas Gavriel B'Shtayim is a concept that, that Chachm is always the thing itself, and whatever that thing is, when it's in Bina mode, yeah. it's a derivative of itself. So when you're talking about Yiddishkeit, which is engaging with the Rabbanu Shleilam and, and Yadus, which is Yud Kevavka, Enoich that's that's what that's what Tyre is. Tyre is an expression of Hashem. It's Yud Kevavke. When it's a Moichen of of Chachma, then it's four. It's Yud Kevavke. But when it's a Moichen of Bina, then it's not four. It's it's Moif Piaf, fluttering with a fluttering. Every the the Yud Kevavke of Hashem's name is a Yud Kevavke of a Yud Kevavke. It's a derivative. It's not four. It's eight. So let's go get it together before the separate. It's, it, 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 no, it's pure a, a bina. A, when you describe something in bina, it's double vision. That's the idea. When you describe something in bina, you're always describing it in doubles because it, it itself is a derivative of something. So it's always in doubles. If michol is ba'achas, it means gavriel is b'shtayim. So now take that principle and apply it to Yiddishkeit. Well, elio is ba'arba and malchamovis is b'shmoina. In other words, it put it in this way. In the model of Rebbe Talmud, the Rebbe would be Elio, that's Ba'arba, and the Talmud would be the Malcham of his Because again, the, the, if, to whatever degree, and that's why a Talmud, to a, to compared to a Rebbe, is Bechinus, is Bechinus Misan, as the Talmud doesn't know. He's waiting, yeah, he doesn't have anything until the Rebbe gives him. The Rebbe has. The Rebbe has an Etzias and he continues on. The Talmud doesn't have. That's, that's by its very definition, Bechinus Misa. The Gemara says that, uh, you know, you have to be Zarek Mar B'Talmidei, and the Talmidim have to be afraid. Admavis, the Gemara says a lot like that. So there's such an Indian where, again, Chachm is the Rebbe, Bin is the Talmud. The Chiddush is, says the Gemara, B'Shas Magif is B'Achas. B'Shas Magif B'Achas. This is a, it's already very late, but not that it was my fault. It wasn't really my fault. But B'Shas Magif B'Achas. Again, all the Gemara is told in code, but it means the following thing, is that behind the scenes of even Bina, there's always, there's always the Moichen of Chachma making sure things stay true. In other words, based on this model, when you have the Rebbe is Chachma and the Talmud is Bina, now you have a serious concern. Because how do I know that the, that the Talmud who is Bina, vis-a-vis the Rebbe, which is Chachma, is going to stay on the straight and narrow. How do I know that the, that, that the things won't become misconstrued? How do I know that the Achreinim, vis-a-vis the Rishonim, are not going to just go off on the deep end and completely miss, miss the idea? If you're in Chachma and you see the thing itself, you're not making any mistakes. There's no, no we know Rashi is never wrong, right? Things like that, right? Because But when you're dealing with Bina, then how do I know that there's no mistakes? How, do I, how could I be certain? How could I be certain that ultimately, even in 
the people or the mindset or the generations that are being oriented, how could I be certain that they'll always stay true? Even if they, they themselves don't, will, will be the first ones to acknowledge that they don't fully chop everything. So how could I trust them? How could I know? So this is where the idea is that, the, you know, Darizel talks about this in many places, that says in Pasuk, by Moshe Rabbeinu, that right? his sister Miriam stood from a distance to watch to make sure Moshe is okay. It says in Pasuk, Say to Chachma that you're my sister. It means sister is a code word for Chachma. Why is not for now? Sister is a code for Chachma. Said Darizal, therefore what does it mean? It means that Moshe is a little baby. It means that Tamar Chacham, that's not, you know, maybe one day he'll be Moshe Rabbeinu. Right now he's not Moshe Rabbeinu. Right now, he, right? if Moshe Rabbeinu in his mature state is Chachma, what's Moshe Rabbeinu as a child in the river? Bina. So now you don't know what's going to be with him. What's going to be? Who knows, maybe because he himself will be the first one to admit again. He doesn't know what, what tzitzis are fundamentally. So who says? Maybe he'll make a mistake with Hilchah tzitzis. How could I be guaranteed that the Chum of the generation, who are Tamidim of the previous generation, which means that they're Bechinas Bina, how could I be guaranteed that they're going to say everything correct? How could I trust it? So the sister stands from a distance, making sure everything works out. Even though the Talmud, the Etzim, is fundamentally the Moichan of Bina, and the Moichan of Bina is Malcham Ovestik. And Malcham means uncertainty, and it means death, it means something that's fundamentally uh, ultimately not true, but this is the Chiddush. Even in the world of the Malacham Avis, there is behind the scenes this Inyan of, of Michal, there's an Inyan of Chachma that is lurking behind the scenes. The Gemara is describing it in a, in a, in a terrible way, but in Pneumius, to translate in Pneumius, it means that even in the world of the Malacham Avis, there is this behind the scenes of a Tetz of a Chaysim means that the, that the truth of Chachma always is encompassing the world of Bina, Arkadekach, that even within the uncertainty and the doubt and the fundamental lack of knowledge that Bina Moichen brings, it's still being protected and held in line by Chachma to make sure that even if you're dealing with Chachamim and Tzadikim, that will be the first ones to admit that they're not holding by Chachma, Afal Pikein, they'll get the truth and they'll always stay on, this, on, on that path. That's why, again, you know, I've mentioned this a number of times that the Svardim have a Messiah by them, the, a person is called a Chacham. Mm-hmm. By Ashkenazim, even the greatest Chacham in the world is called a Tamil Chacham, right? Because mm-hmm. that's one of the differences between Svardim and Ashkenazim. Svardim, they're a more Chacham-oriented, Ashkenazim more Bina-oriented. Once you're dealing with Chacham-oriented, will be, will be, so then the Rebbe is a, is a Chacham. His students are Tamid Chacham. But by Ashkenaz, even the greatest Chacham is being oriented so it's called a Talmud Chacham. So how do you know if someone is a Talmud Chacham that everything they say is Emes? They themselves will be the first ones to admit that they don't know everything. And even the Sugi that they're learning, they don't fully understand what it is, the Metzias of the Elokos that they're talking about. The answer is, that there's an of Achas, that Michob Achas, Chachma, is behind the scenes of even that most extreme world of the Malacham Avas. That's the, again, this is just an indication of what, uh, you know, uh, you know w- w- what this Gemara behind the scenes is trying to, to give us over this orientation of Chachma Bina, that how to be Zaycheta to Chachma by, by recognizing that what, whatever it is that you're Isaac in Bina, 
it's your Talmud's Torah that you're chewing over and that you're mulling over and you're preparing for him. And when you pair that for him, again, him, it could be a different person. It could be yourself, like the, the Bechina's Bina within yourself. You know what I mean? And then you prepare that and then you're making room for yourself to have a Chachma, which is what Lukut Maran was talking about. Okay? No. My wish is to become Chachamim and Tamid Chachamim, whatever your orientation is. And Shazach to hear good things. Yashakai. Chachma is more Guladig and, sorry, Svaradim, sorry. No, no, no. Svaradim are more Guladig.